I'm curious, like, what do you think kind of motivates you to want to do all these things where you're not relying on somebody else's or an employer, basically? That's a good question. I, I, I think I don't necessarily do it so that I can um, be free from the nine to five. Uh, I know that's kind of a big propellant for people. I, I just love creating, right? So creating in terms of, you know, graphic design, creative, creating in terms of businesses, something that wasn't there before. I have now created it. Um, I just love love being able to explore what it takes to create things. It's kind of like the fill, filling an itch, right? Filling an itch that I have to create something new. For me, once you kind of create something new and it's there, it's no longer new. Like, uh, I gotta create yeah, something new. This man a fiend. So y'all got any more creation? <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode 14 of the Paul and Pals podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Boy Paul, and Paul and Pals is a podcast where I interview my creative pals to know how they became who they are today to inspire you for tomorrow. On episode 14, I have a creative conversation with my pal, Steve Elubemi. Uh, Steve is a graphic designer who's actually founded two of his own startups, ELU Studio and Legacy MMG. And really the whole goal of it is just to help other businesses, nonprofit organizations, kind of design their brand, you know, logos, flyers, events, all that stuff. And I personally wanted to interview Steven because we actually grew up together, you know, since we both moved or migrated from uh, Nigeria, uh, both at the young age of five and six. And I really wanted to just kind of highlight, you know, why he is who he is today, because he's always kind of inspired me by just his persistence and willingness to just learn everything and kill it, you know. But without any further ado... Let's get creative. Let's get creative. Hey, what up, Steve? How you doing? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How's life, man? Life is good. Life is good. It's going. It's COVID time. You know how it is, you know? man. Where you where yeah. you where you talking to us from right now? Where you at? Uh, so I'm in Southfield, Michigan. Southfield. Um, for those that don't know, it's a little do the like thirty do the Michigan minutes thing. north. <laughs> uh, is this the right hand? It's like no. Is it this one? <laughs> yo, wait, hey, hey, yo. This man don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm thirty uh, minutes north of uh, of Detroit. Man, for those that know Detroit, so. but uh, yep, no, I'm so. happy to I'm happy to have you, man. I, uh, you were actually, when I was first kind of thinking about ideas and guests for this show, you're actually one of the people that I, um, like had on my guest list, like last year. So I'm glad we could, we could make it work. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get it started, man. I think, okay, before we get started, let's actually talk about how we met. So for those that don't know, I actually came to the United States, um, when I was five years old in November of 2000. And I actually asked my mom the other day, like, how do we don't know Steve and them? And she was telling me how, like, a family friend had told them in 2001 that you guys were here, something like that. And then we went to visit you guys as a family. And then our families clicked. And then, you know, we've been boys t uh, since then. But I think yep, one of the yep. uh, fondest memories from our youth was uh, when we used to hang out in my basement. And uh, I had yeah, one of them, like, Fisher uh, Price. WWE. <laughs> And then I had one of the uh, Fisher Price, the Fisher Price little uh, basketball hoops. Oh, and basketball I remember. Oh, 
Peter was so cold. Oh Yo, my god! I remember Back he in was the day, he was always doing too much, bro. And I remember you were trying to like <laughs> you were trying to dunk it so hard, and you like ran into the wall and fucking oh. fucked up. Remember that you fucked up your whole cheek. Oh my oh, god! Bro. I remember now. As soon as you said it, I felt the pain in bro, my cheek. That mark is still in my wall to this day, bro. Is it really? Yeah. I remember like your mom was I... so mad. She's like, "Benga, how did you do that?" <laughs> So uh yeah. Man, you know what? That's funny. I actually I forgot all about that, yeah. but that I can't bro. I see it every time I go downstairs right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> right in my wall. But uh like, Yeah, but let's get it started, man. I'm happy to have you once again. And I know you man, have a really, really cool story to tell, you know, with your creativity. We're gonna get there, but uh kinda where do you wanna start? Where do you wanna start your story, how you came to be, all that? Um I mean there's a lot of places I could start, but um the the place that I really first started with uh, graphic design was when I was like 13. I was on this uh, online game called uh, MVU, IMVU. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was basically just a bunch of like preteens getting on this chat software. And uh, people would like deck out their profile picture with like these cool graphics of their uh, character. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, that's really cool. So I asked this one dude how he made it. And he, he told me about this software. And I just started playing around in there. I didn't know it was graphic design, yeah. but um, I would start doing that for people and they would give me virtual coins. And uh, <laughs> then you use virtual coins to buy <laughs> virtual clothes. And it was, it was, it was sick. It was sick. <laughs> but uh, that was like the beginning of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it kind of translated as I got older and uh, the more legit things. You know? Got you. So that's, that's 13. That's, you know, before high school, you're, you're thinking of college, I'm assuming, so when you were kind of getting ready to like further education, was that always in the back of your mind? Like, I'm going to pursue this graphic design thing. That's really what I want to do. Or like, what was that? Oh, nah, not at all. I got Nigerian parents. I didn't even think to think of that. You know, like I said, when I started doing it, I wasn't thinking like, okay, I'm doing this graphic design thing for this virtual coin. Yeah. It was just, I'm going to just do this because it's cool. Um, so I didn't even know it was a profession until I got to high school okay. or like late high school. So I was always wanted to be a, uh, actually I wanted to be an astronaut. Uh, and then I was like, scaled that down wait, wait, to be an engineer. Why though? What what made you want to, like, where did that come from? Um, I think I've just always had this like curiosity for the unknown. Okay. Um, and I think it, it kind of translates now. I'm like in a, I'm, I'm an avid learner just because I like exploring things that I don't know. So like space is like the ultimate unknown, right? Mm. So that that was what that was for. But then I looked at the, you know, prac- the practicality of being an astronaut. Yeah. Um, the practicality, or you told your parents they were like, "What the fuck is an astronaut?" Is <laughs> <laughs> a practicality? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> to be you know what? I, to be no, to be to be fair to them, they were actually supportive okay. of the astronaut thing. Just because I mean, it wasn't like I I told them I wanted to be a, a painter. Or a graphic designer. <laughs> You're a fan of all the painters watching, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, now I paint. Yeah, I yeah, paint yeah, virtually, exactly. you know, so. That's dope. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, I kind of, the path to becoming an engineer was kind of always set mm-hmm. from from that point on. Got you. Um, and it just kind of, it just, it just happened to be. That's nice. And then, uh, so you did mechanical engineering, right? That was, or some? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then with that, did you kind of like, because I don't, we haven't said where you actually work yet, but like, because now I'm thinking, okay, you know that engineering is a little bit more practical, 
but during this time, maybe through high school, college, were you still trying to like, man, I really want to follow this passion or at least interest of mine? And kind of how were you navigating that in college? Uh, you know, to be honest, um, I, and I'll walk you through. So like in high school, I was, you know, I, I really put a lot of faith in my parents and they really wholly supported the engineering route. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, the graphic design thing never really came across to me as a possibility for something that I would do. I always just saw it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I never really thought that you could make something that you like to do or something you're passionate about the same thing that you make money from. So mm-hmm. it was always just separate. And uh, But when I got into college, I started making flyers again um, for organizations on on campus. And, you know, I was getting, I was charging like $10 per flyer, you know, so it wasn't like I was rolling in dough, but but I was just, it was a kind of like an aha moment. Like I like actually doing this stuff. It feels like playing video games to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm making money. So it's like, Oh, it's, you can make money and have a good time. It felt like I I had a cheat code or something, you know what I mean? So, um, so I just started doing it more heavy, started learning more, watching people on YouTube do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just started making a little bit more and more. And, uh, you know, just kept enjoying it. Yeah. So. And kind of going on. going back to that that first flyer, right? Did people already know, like, hey, that's that's flyer boy. Or that's, that's the man that makes flyers. <laughs> or, like, how did you first promote yourself enough for people to take you seriously to actually pay you? Mm. Um, hmm. I think it, it really goes into the, the campus life. Like, the campus, I went to Eastern Michigan University. Uh, in Ypsilanti, shout out to anybody from Eastern. Hey, shout um, out Eagles. Uh, man, the the campus life and the um, the support for you know black organizations and and people in organizations is just incredible, man. Like I did not do any promotion myself, mm. so I was doing I was doing you know free flyers, obviously for ASA, the organization I was a part of. And anytime somebody asked people in the organization who does your flyers. They would just say, yo, Steve does it. Hit up Steve. Mm. And then somebody would, you know, a random person would hit me up. Hey, can you do a flyer for us? I'd be like, yeah, I can, but I have to charge you. Oh. <laughs> and they'd be like, they'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, oh, shit. They said, okay, okay. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, worst they can say is no, right? So that's, that's Right, fine. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't doing it. If I had all the free time in the world, to be honest, I probably wouldn't, you know, would have done it for free. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going through... A mechanical engineering course it's like you know most nights i was either studying or partying Um, and i didn't want to (laughs) be doing flyers but you know if i had the opportunity to do it and somebody was going to pay me i would do it so okay that's dope it kind of it kind of worked out and i like a good point there Uh, you mentioned asa so that's african student association for those that don't know and uh we kind of talked about this when we were like kind of preparing for this and it seems like one thing that's kind of really helped you and boosted you you know, your name and your community is uh, this network, you know what I'm saying? So were you kind of always like the outgoing, like I want to be in the scene or did you just kind of feel comfortable in that community that you felt that, oh, I can like tell them who I really am? Like, how did that kind of- Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's a really good point. I never thought of that, but um, I I was never really outgoing, Mm. like not outgoing at all. But when you're surrounded by people who are supportive of you, they kind of, they do the work of the, the you know of someone who is outgoing um and they kind of bring that out of you so whenever i'm around um i was around asa i was really outgoing and uh, another organization i was a part of is called the uh, poetry society 
man, anytime I was around Poetry Society folks, I was like in my bag. Like I felt like the best I could be. Yeah. And I think people could see that, you know. So um, you know, you got people who are in your network that are supportive of what you're doing and they're, you know, confident in what you can do and they're spreading the word for you and you feel confident in that and you're doing the same thing, man. The network is is powerful. Yeah, it's key, man. It's key. Powerful. Yeah. And uh I actually didn't put this in the in the promo kind of caption, but I know that you were involved with it. I just didn't know to what extent. Uh so you mentioned the poetry, poetry society, like where did that interest kind of come from? Because I remember, I feel like you were really into mm. it. You probably are still into it, but where did you kind of feel like like you, that int- that interest came from? Uh, it's it's complicated, man. I I saw um shout out to Darius Simpson, um this really powerful poet, <clears throat> international poet to be honest. Um, he did a poem for an ASA show, uh, my freshman year, and I saw him on stage, and he just presented himself in this way that was. Like, uh, it's, it's like, you know, <laughs> not to be on this dude too much, but it was, it was powerful, you know, show and, love. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. And, and I, I give a lot of love to Darius because he, um, he really inspired me and encouraged me after that even. Um, but I saw him on stage doing this poem and I, you know, I'd always kind of liked poetry, but I wanted the poet's persona. Um, so I joined the organization um, and I, I think I gained a little bit of the persona um, through it, but I think the best thing I gained was the network. Um, and, you know, we definitely still, you know, are together to this day. Some of the people I'll talk about later on, my business partners were in the Poetry Society. Yeah. Um, we, uh, not to, <laughs> we ran, we ran the Amuse campus. Oh, man. okay. Uh, in, <laughs> our, in our own way, in our own way, in our own way. Um, and you know, people, people knew who poetry society was and that was key to developing that network. Okay. That's funny trying to imagine poets running the campus. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a game, bro. It's a game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm kind of curious about that because I don't, I don't, I don't think I actually know anybody that's really into poetry or at least that well, like kind of take us through that. Where did that interest come from? Like, did you always have it? It was a college or what? I think so. One of my favorite uh, artists was Wale, um, oh, also a Nigerian, but he's very poetic in his way of rapping. You know, he's a rapper, but he he does a lot of poetry too. Um, and I just love the way he uses words to describe anything and everything. And it, I was just always drawn to like it's like magic. You know, you can paint a picture with words, and people will feel what you're saying, not just hear it. Um, so I, I always thought that was powerful and I, I kind of wanted, like I said, I, I kind of wanted to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something that's pretty consistent in me is that I'll see something that I like and I'll be like, okay, how can I, how can I learn how to do that? Yeah. Um, and then I just follow whatever path <clears throat> yeah. I find to be able to do it. I always used to notice that, man. I felt like you've always been very like, I'm just always seeing you kind of posting what you're doing. And I always, I've always thought that was dope. Like even... Um, you know, I know your your uh, dad kind of you know has his own church, and you were always involved with the music side of it and the kind of production, and you were doing the piano, the drums. So, like, was there a point in your life where you realized that if you want to do something, you can just go do it, or did something happen to you that made you realize, oh, it's it's not that hard to learn? Uh, I wish I wish there was some moment where somebody told me something that clicked, but I think I just always, you know. 
I've just always been able to. I've never had the fear of trying something new. And I think that is what kind of enables me to try new things. And, you know, I'm not I'm not special. You know, I don't start doing things and immediately I'm an expert. Same with graphic design. But I, I start I suck for a long time and I keep doing it because it's fun to learn new things. Yeah. And then at some point I just get decent, you know, or good. That's a, that's a message, man. We all got to, it's, it's hard sometimes. Cause like the, I think with, with trying new things, nobody is really telling you for the most part, nobody is telling you that you can't do it. Right. And right. I think what we, what sometimes used to mess me up is that I would see somebody doing something that I want to do and they're already dope at it. Yeah. And then I try yeah. it and I'm just doing it for the first time and I'm trash. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. demotivates me a little bit, but it's like this continuous, Absolutely. like, Absolutely. how do you, like, so how do you kind of keep yourself motivated when you're like, when you're struggling oh, to do something? That's, that's, that's good, man. That's really good. Cause it, it, I'm not always motivated to do, do those things. When I start looking at experts for too long, I, I get demotivated, unmotivated to, to continue. Um, so like for graphic design, I stay off D hands, um, Believe it or not, mm. most um, professional designers are on Behance, Dribble.com. Um, that's where they showcase their work in these beautiful portfolios. And you're you're side by side with these super professionals. So your work increases or your, your quality increases just because you're next to these giants. Mm. Um, but I stay off of it myself just because I know that that is an unmotivation. Seeing how good somebody is already at something mm. Um, does not motivate me necessarily to be better. Um, but seeing somebody who is incrementally better than me motivates me to get there. Gotcha. And then I can then then be to next, next to somebody gotcha. else and continue that way. But if I if I look at an expert, man, and I and believe me, I, I've fallen into that trap a lot of times. Yeah. You're just like, damn, I really suck. <laughs> <laughs> you look at your eye like, damn, trash. trash. <laughs> no. Nobody told me this. <laughs> It was hyping me up, but then damn, uh, no. But uh, no, that's, that's I like that. I like that. Um, the way you go, man. He it. said booty cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the way you go about it, and uh, I kind of want to learn more about your um getting serious with your graphic design, because uh, you mentioned business partners, right? So can you kind of mm. talk about the orgs that you started that are solely around your graphic design business? Yeah, yeah. So um, coming off of a uh, senior year of college, or no, no, it was um junior year of college um so two of my you know really closest friends uh from the poetry society uh mercedes and aj shout out to them um aj is my mentor and mercedes was my mentee in the organization uh, we just came together you know aj did websites he did he he did programming you know uh mm -hmm. and he started doing websites on his own i started doing graphic design for organizations uh, and Mercedes was just like this dope salesman, man. She could sell, you know, anything <laughs> to anybody. I don't care. Yeah. And um, so we just came together and um, we just decided, let's make this a thing. Like, let's make it legitimate. Um, so we, we formed Legacy MMG. We had this little brainstorm session for the name, the logo. And this one night, I can remember it. Um, and we just decided, you know, we were going to reach out to as many people as we can. Um, set up a website, set up, you know, all the things you do when you start a business. Mm -hmm. um, and so we started doing that. We, you know, we, we reached a lot of people with Legacy. We reached a lot of people, a lot of businesses. Um, we focus on websites and 
basically everything that startup companies would need uh, to get going and to create a face for themselves. So mm-hmm. um, it was it was really cool because we were meeting people at their beginning and we were perpetually being inspired to continue yeah. because we were meeting people with such energy. So um, it, it was amazing, to be honest. That's dope. And I, I kind of relate to that, too. I think uh, with me starting this podcast, I still feel very new. I'm still learning a lot. And the people I'm interviewing, for the most part, are probably people that haven't really done an interview, right? And I think what's really mm-hmm. dope is that we're all kind of motivating each other to kind of like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, to get where we are today. So I think I kind of relate to that. Uh, but you kind of just mentioned that y'all were like, had a good idea to be a business and then y'all made it. But like... Did y'all know how to make a... Did any of y'all have business experience? Like, what was the really, like, I don't know, the catalyst to actually make it a thing? Um, no. No, we didn't. No. <laughs> I think we were... <laughs> we didn't have any... I didn't have any clue. Um, Mercedes might have. Um, you know, her, her family has experience with, with businesses. Um, her dad and her mom have been businesses of their own. But um, I, I think... We never really discussed that as a barrier or a challenge. We just said we were we want to do this thing and let's just figure out the best way to do it, mm. how we're gonna do it. Um, so we just you know free, Google is there. Yeah. You know you can look up anything online. You can find out how to do anything. I don't care what you can find it online. Um, so we looked up how to set up the LLC. Mm. Looked up uh, how to create like a business plan. How to do the structures the, or a business structure and, and you know. All that stuff. Um, we looked it up online. We there's templates for for just about anything. So gotcha. uh, we started with that and then just fine tuned it. Went on. And uh, being that you guys are actually like close friends, like y'all know each other for real, for real. Has there like what's been like some maybe I don't know if there has, but has there been some things that you guys have had to overcome? Being that you guys are friends, but you're also working together and making money. That's a, that's a good question. I think I think the tough thing is having a structure right so when you have strangers who come together to make money there is no precedent for how to operate when we get together uh but with friends it's like you know usually when we get together we're kicking it we're laughing we're having fun mm. um so so you kind of have to get past that and and be able to get down to business and that's, that's something that we're just always learning um or we continually had to develop and adapt to, mm. um, but it, it is tough, you know, when it, when it comes to that, I think it's good that we were as close as we were though. And we already kind of had a structure set up where, you know, AJ was my mentor. Uh, I was Mercedes mentee. So there was already that, that structure, uh, in, in that form set up, mm-hmm. but, um, we were also close enough that we were able to be dynamic, change how we operated. Mercedes led a lot of meetings early on. Mm. Um, and, and it was never, um, it never had to get too rigid yeah, because we were so close. But you guys still, yeah, it didn't have to get too serious, but you guys were still like operating the business as it should be. Right. 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 And, uh, so that kind of leads me to the question. So I remember asking you, I'm like, yo, like, so uh, legacy is still a thing. Cause I don't think I remember, I wasn't seeing as much, you know, social media activity. Right. And yep. then I was yep. seeing a lot from your own kind of your personal thing, the Elu studio, so can you kind of explain what that is and then why you decided to kind of go off and do your own thing? Yeah. So when I first started um, doing this graphic design thing, I started as ELU design. Um, and that was just kind of a sandbox 
to just play around. It didn't have to be anything specific that I had to do. It was just whatever I felt like doing, whatever I felt like would be uh, motivating and, and inspiring to me. Um, so I kind of decided that I, it's it would be good to still be able to have something that I can play around in. Um, it didn't have to um, follow a specific business plan. Um, so legacy, I, I think legacy ha- has a certain potential, right? And we kind of, uh, so about 2019 or 2018, um, Mercedes left legacy. Um, so it was just me and AJ. Um, so we started just like realizing that we needed to focus legacy on things that were more scalable. So graphic design is very, um, it not, not to say it's not scalable and, you know, sorry to anyone in here who's a graphic designer, <laughs> but, um, you know, being able to, to build something that will give you, you know, continuous returns, mm-hmm. you know, graphic design is a service and it will all, it will always be a service and it can support things that will build and give you returns. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about like programming and being able to develop something, um, through programming, that's something that can continuously give you returns, mm-hmm. um, but where graphic design is more of a service. So I didn't want to just leave graphic design behind. Like I said, I'm super passionate about it. Um, so I, I created this thing that can continue that for myself. I can still play around in it um, and, and, you know, still operate as a business, of course, but be more free to, to do whatever yeah. uh, and, and allow legacy to be able to grow in that scalable way. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's where that kind of came from. Um, I've always had it in mind that there would be a lot of uh, businesses that I'd be a part of. Uh, and that, that, <laughs> that's starting to be a problem because I'm in, in so much now, yeah. but, um, it, it was never really a problem for me to, to kind of branch out and, and do that. Got you. And then kind of, I kind of want to touch on legacy one last time before I get a little bit more into mm-hmm. your own thing. Uh, so you mentioned you wanted to scale it up because I think, let me summarize. So you guys were more of kind of like a, um, a marketing slash branding agency for different businesses. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, at the beginning, at the beginning. Gotcha. That's what and then, so what did you guys want it to be? Like, what did you, what was your goal of the scale? It's it's tough to say because um, I think uh, if you're, you're, you're an engineer, so you're probably familiar with the sense and respond uh, methodology. Um, for those that don't know, it's basically um, in the past, people would say, this is what I'm going to make. And this is the business that I'm in. Buy it, whether you like it or not where um, in assessing response methodology, it's more like you get a feel for what the market desires, right? What the demands are, and then you supply that. Um, now, the, the feel that you get, you, you want it to be more analytical, obviously. You don't want to just say, mm, I feel like people want pop popsicles and then make <laughs> popsicles. You want to use market research and, and data yeah. um, to drive that decision. But um, that's the kind of approach. So it's it's not strict and rigid to a goal that we had, but we do want it to be, uh, we talked about wanting it to be um, uh, more like an intellectual property company where we're able to sell um, products of this intellectual property that mm-hmm. we're developing. Yeah, y'all kind of switched <laughs> it all up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and I think, um, you know, of course, in the development of that, we'd still be able to use graphic design, whether that's to create user interfaces for whatever this this thing is. Uh, and obviously, the, the 
programming was going to be needed to to develop this thing. But um, kind of instead of using our skills and selling our skills, we would use our skills to build something mm-hmm. that we could then send. Gotcha. So. Okay, I'm fuck with it. Can't wait to see what y'all what y'all got up. And uh, not. <laughs> I'm still working on it. I'll I'll, I'll be just as surprised as you are. (laughs) You said that sounded good, but shit. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so going back to a little bit now to the EAU, what you're kind of doing on your own, I'm kind of curious like how you've kind of grown because I think I remember when you were first starting, it was more like flyers and Mm -hmm. maybe logos, but now I've seen you kind of doing like videos and animation. Like, so take us through this path of like, how are you continuing to optimize and just grow within that? Uh, there's no optimization, to be honest. <laughs> I'm trying to pick you up, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I gotta be real. There's, there isn't, um, there isn't a structured optimization, to be honest, yet, you know, and that's, I'm focusing on optimizing now, but I haven't focused on that in the past just because I've been so inundated with so many projects. Um, and, you know, all these, all these projects are, you know, they're amazing and it's great because I get to, I get to give people this, this creativity that I have I get to develop this creativity that I have and have fun doing it the whole time um but I don't get to be optimal because I'm so focused on doing the work so that's what I'm focusing on now Mm. um but you know to in terms of the the types of projects uh they all they kind of just come um (laughs) and like I said it's kind of like that network thing right yeah so it started with these organizations that I, I was a part of but as I started to service more people, more businesses, more more people in the community, you know, if you do good work for people, they will, you know, profess your name to other people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm so, so grateful for, for people like to be able to recognize that I like I, I put in work and I, I try my best to give more than was paid for, if that makes sense, or give more than was promised to as a sign of um, one, as a sign of good faith, like this. I'm not doing this just to make a, a dollar. It's because yeah. I really, you know, I believe in the people that I work with and I, I believe that, you know, they believe in themselves. So I try to give them my best and so they can get the best. Yeah. Um, and then they typically <laughs> will go on to, to let people know like, oh, this, this guy was, you know, did really w- good, good work for me. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about the design, you know, I, I, I'm not naive enough to believe that I'm the best designer in the world. <laughs> hey, you gotta talk your shit sometimes, bro. But uh, no, for, no, I mean, I, I do, I do the best that I can. But I think the most important part to any design process, whether it's designing a car or designing a flyer or anything in between, is uh, being able to be adaptable as a designer. Mm-hmm. So you like usually you have two types of designers. One is just you tell me what to do and I'll do it for you, bro. Like, <laughs> just pay me, tell me what you do want, and I'll do it for you, bro. And then you got the other type that's like, give me the money, shut up, don't say nothing, and I'm going to just create you. Okay. I'm going to just create you the best. But um, and I, I don't think that is the best. I don't think either of those works out best for anybody. Mm. I think the best process is to, you know, come up with the concept and then discuss how is this doing for you. Sense and respond, right? Mm. Uh, kind of get a feel for what people want, and then and then design towards that. So yeah, um, and I, I think that, that that's that's been working. I noticed that well, too because so. I know um, uh, for one of the ideas I had last, I don't remember what time, like last year sometime. 
I had hit mm-hmm. you up to, you know, help me make this logo. And I remember like being so, you know, not even surprised. I don't know what word I want to say, but like, I was very impressed. I was very impressed by like the, how y'all did it. You know what I'm saying? I told mm-hmm. you what I wanted to do. You hit me up. You sent me a contract. You sent me all these emails. I'm like, oh, dang. I thought I was just going to let my boy get, get a logo. And uh, it was dope because you kind of sent me, like, I think three or five uh, samples. And I'm like, all right, it's all right, but what about if we do this? And you mm-hmm. went back mm-hmm. and you did it. You know what I'm saying? So I yep. think that really yep. speaks a lot of uh, t- to what you do. And uh, I hope anybody listening that has any interest uh, is willing to reach out, which I actually want to, you know, big, big you up for um, the um, raffle prize you're giving away you kind of want to speak on uh what you're giving away yeah yeah so it's um a custom hoodie design um shirt design is something that or uh, merch design is something that i've been kind of getting into as i work with brands and stuff like that so uh i feel like that's something that's cool and can anybody can kind of tap into Mm -hmm. uh and then also for people who have a business uh flyer design business design gotcha um that so they can ask for anything or you go you gonna have limits like I know it's free, so I ain't trying to. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I I put it out there. I'm not gonna go back on my okay, word. Exactly. It can be. It can be any. <laughs> so we'll see what the lucky winner says. He's like, <laughs> oh, I want you to design the world for me. <laughs> no, no, that's dope. I appreciate that, man. And okay. uh, another thing I kind of I've, I've been seeing lately that you've been kind of posting about is this this rich mag rich digital mm, and i'm kind of mm, i'm still mm. not sure what it really is and i was wondering if you could kind of break that down let us know what you've been working on oh yeah oh yeah so this is uh, a partnership basically uh so rich mag digital is a magazine at its core um it's it's a magazine for people are you know people of color by people of color um but it it's also a really dope concept and what what drew me to it and i i didn't develop this concept you know it's it's been in the works for a few years now by um, a, a gentleman by the name of Shayla Richmond, a uh, really dope individual, also from Eastern Michigan, back to that network thing. Um, and we've been working uh, as a, on a, on a client um, relationship basis. Um, and, and he kind of just hit me up uh, one day and said, you know, I'm putting together this collective and, you know, we want to make this initiative into a real thing. And I want you to be a part of it. So uh, we, we jumped into that. So, the concept is really cool. At the core is this magazine, right? But it has a bunch of arms. So one of the arms is um, <clears throat> is Rich Mag Digital. Oh, sorry, the, the core is the Rich Family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has this magazine that speaks to the people about, you know, uh, what's going on. Um, but then uh, one of the, the branches of that is uh, Rich Reaches Out, which is a, a nonprofit that basically, it, it's the, the point is we... we talk about what's going on in the community we talk about all the the issues going on um we shouldn't just leave it at that we have you know this the power to do something about it so rich reaches out touches on the stories that we touch uh that we report about um and we we lend our money our hands whatever we can to to try to fix the problems we're reporting on Mm. um there's also a few other aspects that I don't know if I can talk about okay. yet. Um, <laughs> Spoiler I, have, I actually, I didn't hit Shayla up about this, but um, <laughs> there's going to be the something. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not on here, though. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, the, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it without talking about it. But it's um, one of the concepts that, or one of the, the businesses, and all of these have their own separate LLCs. But uh, well, the one that I'm most integrated into 
is um, um, a company that that will will support authors, basically authors of color. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, follow my pages. Uh, follow EOU Design or no follow uh eou studio uh on e- instagram and uh follow rich mac digital on instagram and and um especially if you're an author um follow rich mac digital and if you're anyone follow rich if mac you're digital anyone for... <laughs> if you're a human if you breathe <laughs> if you got skin, you got skin. follow rich <laughs> mac digital um you know just for for stories um but the initiatives that were were kind of uh starting and and trying to enact uh really have heart and support behind them and everyone on the team kind of has a reason a why so the people who are directing rich reaches out they have um they have serving the community at their core you know and i I love volunteering but you know that does not really mesh with all the things that i do Mm -hmm. uh engineering uh graphic designing but i still support but the people who are leading that front, that is what they do. And this, you know, this initiative that I'm talking about is coming out soon. Okay. Um, that speaks more to what I do. And that's why, you know, Taylor and I are kind of spearheading that. But there's a bunch of other things. So gotcha. uh, definitely follow that support. Um, and, you know, really, though, really support this dude. <laughs> right. he, he is really doing a ton of work. That's dope. Um, I don't I don't often join things that um, I didn't create myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like it was important to do this. Weird. I'm going to I'm um, have to reach out. Behind it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, one thing that kind of stood out to me when you were explaining, you know, why you're with them and why you joined, you said something about, um, you know, spreading the news in the community, lending or helping out, or getting out awareness, but also doing action. And I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you about mm-hmm. that because, you know, kind of like me, you know, we're both Nigerian Americans, right? That duality of, um, of our experience. And I think one thing that I was kind of struggling with recently was with the recent, you know, and, and SARS protests in Nigeria, mm-hmm. I felt so like helpless at times because I, I was truly wondering, you know, what is the best way to actually help something that you're maybe related to or connected to, but you're not actually there to actually help. Right. Right. You know, obviously you can spread awareness, you can share on social media, but we all know social media is only social media. And yep. I'm kind of yep. curious, yep. and you can talk about Rich Mag or kind of your current experience with NSARS. Mm-hmm. How have you kind of dealt with being a Nigerian American and, you know, trying to trying to help out? Like, what have been what have been your thought or your processes? I'm I'm kind of curious just from my own knowledge. Okay, so I, I think it's you. I think you hit it right on the head. Right, um, social media gives us this double sided sword, where on one end you you have this super powerful tool to engage in whatever is going on anywhere in the world whatsoever, like somewhere you don't even know, you've never been to, you've never, you know, seen. You can find out what's going on right now, right there, you know, no matter what you're doing. Um, and, and it makes you feel empowered, right? But then on the other side of it is you are still a million miles away and you can't physically do anything. Um, but you still have this tool, right? So you, you can still, for example, put pressure on people psychologically through social media, um, through emailing, through letters. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of um, sending email to, to politicians mm-hmm. just because, um, you know, if they have 
and any team that's capable enough, they could probably have them automatically yeah. send those to spam <laughs> if they wanted to. <laughs> right. And I'm sure I'm sure a lot of them do, but right. they come in but like anything? I, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um even if it is just going to spam, if you got a million messages in your spam and it's clogging up your email, it's it's you're gonna get the attention. It's, it's gonna get your attention. Yeah. So um it, it does give you some kind of power. So uh, in terms of the NSARS movement, man, terrible, terrible thing. Um, I think any Nigerian who, you know, was experiencing that or anyone who, any Nigerian who is familiar with what goes on in Nigeria uh, wasn't surprised by NSARS mm-hmm. but, uh, or, or the police brutality and, and the SARS movement because it has been going on for a while. But um, it is still, you know, one thing to know about it and another thing to, to see it, you know, especially live, yeah. you know, some of that stuff. That was happening was crazy and it's similar to the uh you know the protests in the u.s that happened you know as soon as the george floyd video came out nobody was unaware of police brutality no one was unaware that police were killing black people but seeing the video really you know that solidifies it there's no mistake in it so um i i personally believe the best way um, to to act in situations like that is to put pressures on the people who can make a change. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we don't have voting power, for example, yeah, but exactly. we can we can spread awareness to people who do have voting power. We can put pressure on people who have the power to you know make change and and hope for the best. I guess. Yeah, um, it's really it, man. I mean, you can really just. I think. It's, it's going to be a, a continuous concern on our minds, and we think about it, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that are experiencing it. You know what I'm saying? They're going through it day in and day out. So I think awareness and then sending bread if you can is really the um, oh absolutely the best way. And another thing I kind of wanted to touch on with the whole Nigerian-American is like... So when you, you know, you're talking about all the, you, you wanted to get into all these businesses and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think are you, you might be paused on mine. Are you paused on yours? Gotcha. We lost you for a minute. Okay. Okay. Man, they don't want you to talk about SARS, bro. But yeah, what was I saying? Yeah. I was, I was trying to ask you kind of touching us on the uh, Nigerian American duality is mm-hmm. kind of like, you, cause you mentioned like you wanted to do all these businesses or you might currently be doing all these businesses. I'm curious, like what do you think kind of motivates you to want to do all these things where you're not relying on somebody else's or an employer basically? I think um, that's a good question. I, I, I think I don't necessarily do it so that I can, um, be free from the nine to five. Uh, I know that's kind of a big propellant for people. Um, I'm not, I, I just love creating, right? So creating in terms of, you know, graphic design, creative, creating in terms of businesses, something that wasn't there before I have now created it. Um, I just love, love being able to explore what it takes to create things. And um, that just drives me to continuously make more. And um, when I kind of feel like I have a grasp of, you know, this business, for example, we had a really good structure at Legacy and we had we have developed a goal. It's like, OK, let me create something else. Let me go into something else that I can kind of um, 
it's kind of like to fill filling an itch, right? Fulfilling an itch that I have to create something new, you know? And once you kind of, for me, once you kind of create something new and it's, it's there, it's no longer new, like, oh, I got to create I something see, new. Man, it's kind of fiend. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all got any more creation? <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, 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 I love that I, I am that way. Um, sometimes it does, it, it, it's a lot, you know? Like, I think we were talking the other day, you know, I would find myself, um, especially during quarantine, man, I would wake up in the morning and I wouldn't leave my desk until like midnight. And I look up like, oh, shit, I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> Damn. I felt that, bro. I felt and, that. And it's, 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 it's rough. It's cool. Like, it sounds cool. Like, oh, you got, you got all this stuff going on. But it's, it's rough. It's, I don't think anyone was built to work 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to learn that. Um, so I'm, I'm focusing on optimization. Yeah. So that I can still fulfill the itch, you know, scratch the itch when I can yeah. without killing myself, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> like my mom will call me sometimes and she'd be like, uh, Steven, did you eat today? What did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'll make some, I'll be you like, lie. oh yeah, I just, I just ate rice. <laughs> and I get off the phone like, damn, bro, you got to eat. <laughs> I'm hungry as hell. <laughs> No, I feel that, bro. Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. and I'm working on that too. I think I'm I'm always struggling, like to the because the, the thing that quarantine has really taught me that I'm really bad at is that that consistent structure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just lost my Duolingo streak. I was tight. I was oh, about to man. be 100 days, Hurt. but like, <laughs> sick, bro, sick, sick. I, I thought I was fluent, but like <laughs> the thing about consistency is is that's what really drives performance and success, and like. I'm curious, like, how have you, because you got, you you have to deal with a lot, you know, I think you, you might still be in, I think you're in school, right, for master's and all that? Yep. Yeah, so you're balancing business, school, work, and I'm curious, like, what is, what are some tips that you have, or what have you been kind of doing to keep yourself consistent? I hate, I hate failing. <laughs> I hate, I hate failing, and um, I think that's, for one, I hate failing. Um, I started the master's program a few, like, Two years ago and there's so many times I felt like damn this isn't even worth it man I could I could get this done I could get certifications I could not get certifications I know how to get to the position that this master's degree is gonna get me into but it's like I've already started I'm not gonna you know have wasted that and I'm not gonna see myself as a failure so I'm gonna continue it and you know don't get me wrong I still love what I learned in my master's degree or in my master's courses um, but I think the the driver behind that is more like an achievement thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like an achievement mindset, um, which isn't necessarily good all the time yeah. uh, to have. Um, but consistency in terms of uh, lesser things, I, I would say, is to just kind of get into habits. Um, so one thing that helped me when I was studying in, in school and, and even now for tests is that um, the rule of 13, if you repeat something 13 times, it is embedded in your memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do that all the time um, with, with anything. If I have to remember a date 13 times, I say it and I got it down. And you'll kind of notice after 13, your brain will automatically want to keep going. Mm-hmm. It will, it'll, it might, you might stop saying it, but your brain will keep saying it like another four times. Yeah. And then after that, unconsciously your brain is probably saying it too and that just it kind of sticks into your brain gotcha. um and the same goes for habits there's the habits of uh what is it like 
three months or something like that. If you keep something going for three months, three months, I thought it was it will be twenty one days. Twenty one, something you like got some that. Super right? habits, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> got, got another level. Uh, no, but, no, but yeah, it, it just I just try to keep it going and make things a habit. Yeah, okay, I like that. I like the thirteen. I'm gonna try that. I gotta hit, get back to thirteen days on Duolingo. Then we'll see. We'll see. We'll get it popping. You got it, man. You got it. And uh, kind of. Uh, I know we're kind of wrapping up here, and one thing I was kind of curious about is you got all this stuff kind of going on, and um, I'm kind of curious. Like you, you love creation, and I'm kind of curious. Are you willing to share? Maybe is there a, a big kind of big goal that you really have that you're kind of working towards right now, or you're kind of just taking things piece by piece? Um, there is there is a big goal. Um, I think it's always important to have a big goal. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> when they trying to reveal the secrets spill the beans. <laughs> i think it, it all surrounds creativity um i i think i think creativity is the key for me you know i've, I've just found that creativity is the key to everything like if you want to have a little bit of fun add some creativity to it um so i i'd like elu studio legacy whatever it is that i'm, I'm a part of I would like for all those things to mesh and become one agency, one company that is serving all these things mm-hmm. and allowing and enabling people to find their creativity. Um, creativity is, is literally in everything. I, I hear engineers at work saying, I'm not creative. And it's like, you creating cars, but you're not creative. <laughs> you better be creative. <laughs> Somebody got to be creative here. Um, and, and, you know, but they are, they are creative. It's just that the, the way and the, the perception of creativity is more artistic. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you can, you can be creative in anything. You have to be creative. Otherwise you're doing what's already done. You're, you're never going to solve problems. It takes creativity to solve problems, to, 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 um, kind of spark the mind and and keep you engaged. So Mm -hmm. I, I think, Long term, it's going to be this uh, a company that is serving people who need creativity in their life, mm-hmm. um, and and that's that's kind of the the big goal for for that. So hey, we're man. we're working towards that every day. Hey, bet man, I'm gonna keep in touch. I'm I'm excited for that. Do man. And uh, as we kind of wrap up, and you know, I gotta let you go in a bit. I kind of wanted to ask, um, kind of based on your experience, your life, all the stuff that you've kind of shared with us. What are some words of advice that you'd like to share with the audience listening? That's really helped you become who you are today. Um, I, I'll give I'll give it on two fronts, I guess. Uh, the first one, like I said before, is to underpromise and overdeliver. No matter what it is, don't don't ever say you can do something that you don't think you can do, because people remember stuff like that. You know, they they remember promises and disappointments linger in people's minds so if you if you over deliver on anything that you promise people remember that too and they remember you as that person that over delivered and they'll always keep you in mind for projects for for initiatives for companies you know when your boy is out here about to develop the next facebook he's gonna be like dang i need somebody i can trust they're not gonna go with that dude that was like, "Oh, I'll pick you up at six tomorrow," and then forgot. <laughs> They're gonna call the dude that said, "I'm gonna pick you up at six, and they showed up at five fifty. Yeah. You know that type of thing. Um, that's that's for anyone anywhere. 
with any any goal in mind. Um, but for people who are are business oriented and, and want to develop things, um, develop that network. Develop that network. That's <laughs> I'm still trying to do that myself and and increase that. Um, but just get to know cool people doing cool things. And even if it's not for them to to give you an opportunity, just to be inspired by them, get yourself a, a good network. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like that man. You dropping some jewels today, bro. Uh, <laughs> he came ready. He said, "Yeah, you thought I'm a poet? Remember? You thought I was playing." <laughs> <laughs> You got a whole poem behind the phone. It's like, yeah. Y'all ain't even in the entendre, the double entendre that was in there. Y'all didn't. under the liver, but over promise. Like, what? No, man. No, I really appreciate you, man. I'm so proud of you. Man, I think, no doubt, man. Uh, you know, growing up together, it's really beautiful to see what you're doing. You know, I'm really excited about it. I know you're going to do bigger, bigger things. So I, I think. I just... Likewise, man. Thank you, man. Likewise. Likewise. I'm really proud of this, like seeing this develop, man. I, I watch all your episodes, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, and man. I can't, I can't wait to continue watching and see you grow. I know what I Man, no, I appreciate it, man. But I think it's, it's cool. I, I really want to highlight the people that I know that are doing dope things because. Uh, one, I think it's going to help you keep doing it because you understand that you, you're, you're doing something. People are seeing it. And I yep. think I also want people that are listening that might relate or are kind of curious to, you know, feel free to reach out. But also I, I, just try to do your own thing. Just start it and see what happens, man. So um, oh, I'm yeah. going to let you oh, go yeah. and uh, appreciate right, you, bro. And uh, we'll, we'll chat after this, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Thanks for having me on, man. No problem, bro. If you enjoy listening to this creative conversation, I would appreciate if you did at least one of the following three things. One, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to leave me a rating and a review too if you have the time. Two, follow at Paul and Pals on your social media of choice, but ideally Instagram, so you can tune in live every other Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern to participate in the conversation and potentially win a raffle prize. Three, share the word. Word of mouth is really like the number one reason why I check out new things. So if you know of anybody that could benefit from listening to this episode, send them a link. Lastly, if you're interested in coming on the show to share your own story, please feel free to reach out to me via social media or send me an email at paul, that's P-O-L, at paulandpals.live. And who knows, you might just be the next pal that I interview. But without any further ado... Remember to stay creative. Stay creative. Stay creative.